Welcome back to Elite Heat Episode 7. This episode, we've got something that's it's a bit different, it's a bit of fun. You guys, you should enjoy it like Kevin and I feel like. So, in this episode today, we're going to be doing WWE Wrestlers WWE in high school. Now, you might be thinking, huh? Like, what do you mean? Well, you'll see what we're going to do later on. This thing, it's jokes. Like, we, we ran through this before. We did a rehearsal. Like, we don't usually do these, but we did a rehearsal. It was jokes. So, yeah, later on, you guys should have a heap of fun with that. But before we do, before we get into that, we'll talk about some general, like, wrestling stuff that's going on. So, I guess I'll ask you about this, Kevin. Kenta made his AW debut on Dynamite. What were your thoughts on that? Well, what is the phrase that people were using online? That the secret door to heaven has been opened? The forbidden door has been opened. That was like the thing I've seen. Yes, the forbidden door. Apparently some executive in New Japan said that an AEW partnership was a forbidden door. So those doors have been opened. And now AEW and New Japan are ready to take on NXT and WWE. And they're going to take Vince McMahon down. Um, you know, yeah. in, all, in all seriousness... I see, I see Kenta, and people are freaking out about this on Twitter. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. The AEW New Japan partnership that gives something, that gives something for people to talk about because AEW shows have just been meh recently. Yep. They've just been yep. kind of there. So at least this gives us something that we can maybe sink our teeth into. I, I don't know if it's a true partnership. I, I think it's just to get the belt because um, John Moxley has the IWGP US title. I think they're only doing this to get the belt off of Moxley. I don't know if it's really going to yep. lead to anything down the line. But I wasn't particularly overwhelmed with it. They're going to have a match next week on Dynamite. That's all fine and good, I guess. Yeah, like, I saw Twitter blow up, like, after it happened. I'm just like, for all the people who are, like, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, like, diehards, and seeing Hideo Itami show up on AEW was like, oh, my God. Like, hats off to you. I'm, I'm happy you're happy. But generally speaking, outside of the people who are, like, hardcore fans... Is Hideo Itami showing up in AEW going to you know, boost ratings from 800,000 up to a million? I mean, not really. It, it, that's the whole thing with this New Japan potential thing. It's like all the people who are interested by that are people who are watching already. Like, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, it's very fair to say, 100%. I, I put out a tweet and I was like, oh, Hideo Itami hit Dean Ambrose with CM Punk's move. And I, I wasn't sure how that was going to be received. It, more people got yeah. the joke than I thought they would. You know, like yeah. more people got it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, really, that's really all there is to talk about with that a potential AEW New Japan partnership. Uh, is there anything yeah. else you want to go with that, or you want to go to the next news story? Um, I mean, next thing I'll talk about it, it. It's somewhat to do with that. So the Wednesday night ratings. This is still a thing. Yeah, I know you. You probably hate hearing about it, but it makes for a little quick conversation topic. I just wanted to address this like at the start of the podcast. NXT for this past week drew six hundred and ten thousand viewers, which normally that's like, oh yeah, who really cares? The, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because NXT, the whole thing they were advertising all week was that Edge, yes, I repeat, Edge was on NXT, and they got barely over six hundred thousand viewers. Now, if that doesn't tell you how few people care about NXT. I don't know what does. So, Kevin, I'll throw this to you. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that that number tells me this. Not even Edge would make people care about NXT. They tried it with Charlotte. They tried it with Kevin Owens. We've seen WWE bring their superstars down to NXT. And, you know, Charlotte and Kevin Owens, you could say, okay, well, they're not really ratings draws. Edge is a legitimate ratings draw. He's one of the biggest ratings draws in history. 
he might even still hold the biggest rating for the the live sex celebration. Edge is a bona fide draw, and he could not bring any ratings to NXT. Like that literally tells you because people know that there's just nothing else they're gonna want to watch on the show. They know that they can catch Edge on YouTube, or catch it yep. catch Edge's segments on Twitter or Facebook. Or wherever they go on on the millions of websites that are around, they don't need to tune in the whole the whole two hour show to see it. Exactly, and like like with all things considered, the fact that they had Edge, like I I, saw, I, I keep like emphasizing this. This is Edge, the rated R superstar. They had Edge on NXT, and that barely drew over six hundred thousand viewers. Which, in my opinion, that's worse than when they got five hundred fifty thousand viewers a few weeks ago. Because that episode was some random throwaway Dusty Cup, like four Dusty Cup tournament matches episode. But this one was all that edge. So unless there's anything you want to throw in about that now, Kevin. No, you, we covered it. There's really not much to say. Yeah. The the ratings wars, they're irrelevant, man. Yeah, facts. I think we'll, we'll move on because I imagine you guys hardly care about ratings at this point because it's 2021. No one really cares outside of wrestling Twitter. So moving on, I want to quickly throw this in as well. The Superstar Spectacle, which most of you don't even know happened, but yeah, basically WWE did like a crossover type show with India like a week ago, a week ago or something. That drew apparently 20 million viewers. So, Kevin, I'll throw this to you. When should we expect Jinder Mahal to get another WWE title reign? Oh, it's coming. I would not be surprised if like they do a WWE Championship number one contenders match and Jinder Mahal wins that and challenges Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. That like it literally would not shock me at all because they're doing Edge and Roman yeah. Reigns, and they probably won't be able to get John Cena back. So it yeah they could tell the whole story with three MB, have uh, have Jinder beat Drew. Yeah, yeah, I can I see mean, it. Book it. Definitely. I mean, I remember back literally like a almost not even a year ago, like nine months ago, when um, Drew was champion in like May June. Every week on the Raw reviews, I'm saying Jinder Mahal is going to beat McIntyre. Jinder Mahal is going to come back and have a title program. Jinder Mahal's going to win this and that. I was just saying that week after week. And it's like... <sighs> I yeah, you know. willed like, it into existence. You know, I, I, literally. Literally, I did. And so now, more than likely, I mean, you, you guys listening to this can probably picture this as well. Jinder Mahal's probably going to beat Drew McIntyre for the title at this point because who else will? Like, who do you think will beat Drew at this point, Kevin? I don't know. Because, like, hypothetically, if they bring John Cena back to face McIntyre there's no way Cena is going to beat McIntyre and there's like hardly any contenders on Raw the only guy that's even on like remotely close to McIntyre's level is Randy Orton or Bray Uh, Wyatt like are they going to go there again Drew McIntyre like there's literally nobody that can challenge Drew McIntyre so yeah I mean you might as well have Jinder Mahal I mean legit I mean coming off 20 million for the superstar spectacle like as you say who else is going to challenge Drew McIntyre Sheamus do you want Sheamus in 2021 as WWE champion? I'm really? sure some people do. Yeah, I mean, you can have the Miz cash in and become champion. Kevin, I know you'd love that. Oh, that's probably the realistic option right there. We'll see uh, Miz, you know, we'll see Miz cash in maybe at WrestleMania because they'll have to do something to make Miz's win feel important because if, if they do the it Miz? on if they do it on yeah. Fastlane or Elimination Chamber or a SmackDown or, like, if they do it at Drew McIntyre's house on a YouTube clip, Nobody will care. Yeah. So the only way to get people to care is if they do it at WrestleMania. What's the bet? What's the bet? Picture this. So you get to WrestleMania 37. Bad Bunny hits a splash and pins The Miz. And then later <laughs> in that same night, The Miz catches in on Drew and becomes champion. Imagine that. <laughs> what a joke. Yeah, you have, Miz, you have Miz eat the pinfall from a celebrity that's never wrestled before. 
and then they put the, oh, the, the they put the main title on him, like the title that that The Rock and Stone Cold held. Let's put it on the Miz again. Let's see how that works. I, I think I guarantee you. I don't think I guarantee you. If the Miz wins the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, that Raw the next night will be the lowest rated Raw after WrestleMania in history, guaranteed, bar none. Like that'll get. It might even at one point when Miz is champion, if he has the championship reign for like four to five months, Raw might dip under a million. And like that, I mean, I could oh, see yeah. it. Oh yeah, I mean, considering the year-to-year trends, I mean, if if the Maz is champion, having a three-month-long feud with McIntyre, I mean, that would be just oh, but oh, but oh, Miz best. is a mainstream superstar because he has a TV show on USA Network that his oh, wife carries. Yes. Miz and Mrs. Yes, and he he has a bunch of bunch of movies. Kevin, the Maz is in movies. Yeah, he he's in the Marine six through twelve. You know, that, like that's what the Miz is in. He's in the Marine like twelve rounds three, Kevin. Twelve rounds three. What about that? See no evil forty two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Miz is a mainstream superstar. Yeah, oh, uh, give me a God. break. And then bro. also, I think yeah, we can move on from that. You guys get the point. Jinder Mahal, mainly Jinder, but the superstar spectacle that drew a pretty big number. So yeah, Jinder's gonna Jinder bury Mahal's... the WWE champion. Oh yeah. Jinder's going to come back and beat him in like five minutes. You just watch. But nonetheless, with that misery considered, now we're going to move on to some more misery. This, I mean, it's not too much of like a hot-breaking news story, but I I wanted to mention this personally. WWE has the Fastlane pay-per-view scheduled to take place on March 21st, which you're probably listening to this thinking, and who, who cares? Well, I just wanted to bring this up because WrestleMania is three weeks after. So, like, having a pay-per-view three weeks before WrestleMania, why? Like, just... It, Kevin, I, I can't be bothered, Kevin. I just... Bruh. It, it, it tells you that WrestleMania is not that important, basically. You know, like, it's just like... Cause... Well, you know why? It's because, it's because Peacock want content, damn it. Any pay-per-view's content for Peacock. Like, bruh. Yeah, they might as well call it, like, a house show. Instead of building it as a pay-per-view, they should call it, like, a house show... And have, like, the main event of the pay-per-view be the Intercontinental Championship or something. <clears throat> no, wait. Yeah, Kevin, coming in 2022, um, NXT TakeOver, WrestleMania in your house. Like, bruh. Like, just, what an absolute <laughs> joke. I mean, like, what, what are they even going to do in this pay-per-view? Because, literally, so Elimination Chamber is coming up February 21st. That is literally in, like, two weeks from now. So Chamber's, like, going to be right here. Fastlane... The, the whole thing's dumb because WrestleMania, we're already going to know that Edge is facing Reigns, probably Cena, McIntyre, I don't even know, maybe Orton and The Fiend again or something, Bad Bunny and Priest versus Maz and Morrison, something like that. Well, we well you, you, figure, you figure if they do Triple H and AJ Styles, they'll have Triple H Barry Ziggler or something as like a warm-up match oh, on yeah. Fastlane. You know, that, that'll be the big oh. match that they build. They'll have Ziggler going, oh, it should have been me. I should have been the one to face AJ Styles or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be that'll be the big attraction. They'll have Drew McIntyre face like Lindsay Dorado or something, or Ali. No, what they'll do probably is they'll probably have McIntyre versus Sheamus at the Chamber. McIntyre will beat Sheamus clean. Sheamus will come out the night after and say, "Fella, you didn't beat me clean, even though he did." And then we'll get Sheamus <laughs> McIntyre again, and yep. then McIntyre will beat him again because no one wants to see Sheamus versus like Edge at WrestleMania. Who's who's buying a pay per view for Sheamus versus Edge? So, yeah, no, well. <laughs> all right well i guess it brief uh, and then uh, just to, to remain topical we'll touch on lars yeah. sullivan 
WWE has finally come to the terms with the release of Lars Sullivan, the infamous Lars Sullivan. Some would say it's been too late. Yeah, everybody's favorite wrestler. Some would say it's too late that he find, that he got the call. Um, I mean, at least they did something about it. The dude has so much negative publicity. It was like WWE was being tone deaf. At least they did something about it. Yeah. I mean... I don't even I don't even know what what else I can add about this video getting age restricted or demonetized. So with that being said, I think it's about time we move in to WWE wrestlers in high school because why not have a bit of fun with this? So Kevin, I'll throw this over to you real quick. Do you wanna maybe explain what we're gonna be doing for this? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So I'll tell you how this came to be. We had recorded the original episode for this or the original episode for this week. And we were, like, talking after the show was recorded off-air. And we were just, like, messing around. And we were just like, oh, imagine what these wrestlers would... Like, imagine what Randy Orton was like in high school. And then it just dwarfed into us going through every single wrestler on the roster. Just, like, making fun of them. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. So pretty much we're just going to be imagining what it was like. Like, everybody went to high school that's listening to this. Most of you, I should say. Most of you went to high school. Or you're at least yeah. in school. So you can relate to this in some way, shape, or form. So we're just going to have some fun. We're going to talk about, like, what kind of person The Miz was in high school or Michael Cole. Yeah. We're, you know, we're going to just have a little fun with this. We're going to be clowns, if you will. Yeah. And this thing, I mean, as Kevin mentioned, this was just, like, we're, we're, we're sitting in Discord talking about this. And we had a blast. Like, we talked for, like, ages about this. Because, like, each of these wrestlers, yeah, like, but we're basing this off kind of their character what we see on WWE TV, what we know about them, kind of behind the scenes, all this kind of stuff, it morphs itself into what we're going to be giving you guys now. So without further ado, I'll start us off. The, the pretty much the very easy ones, Mr. McMahon, this one's fairly obvious. He's the school principal. Vince is the guy. It's pretty, yeah, you don't cross the boss. He's the principal. Well, he, he's okay. the owner of the school as well. He's the owner of the school yeah. and the principal. Yeah, and he reminds you every time... Every time Vince is running an assembly, Vince reminds you that he's the owner, damn it, and that you don't cross him and all this kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> and and, and he, he put the local school out of business, the other local school out of business. <laughs> he, put, he put the competitive school out of business. He bought the competitive, the competitive school. Now everyone has to go to that school, and everyone hates it. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like everybody in they're in like a small town in Connecticut, and everybody in this small town they can only go to one school now because Vince bought out the other school. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of McMahon, so we'll, we'll go to his son Shane. Okay, Shane McMahon, he's that he's like the principal's cool son, the guy who. Wait, I, I don't even think they have Shane on the roster. I'm like I'm scrolling through the roster pages. You guys will see that are watching the YouTube version. Oh, never mind. They got yeah. him on the roster. I found him. He's there. Okay, yeah, I was well, like, damn, did Shane get future endeavored? Hold on. No, I we'll mention Shane now because Shane, I mean, this guy, he, he's Vince's son, as we know. Shane, he's that kind of cool principal. You know he's the son, and you just want him to take over and be the principal because it's Shane. Who wouldn't? So that one, fairly self-explanatory. Now we'll move on. Kevin. Name someone. Let's go. Well, we got Stephanie McMahon. She is oh, the agenda-filled assist- assistant principal. She's the assistant principal that you know she brings every. You know, she's the one that you have to sit with when you're in detention. You have to listen to her talk oh. on the phone, and she gives you lectures yeah. like, "Oh, this is what you need to do with your life." That's Stephanie McMahon. She is also the boss's daughter, the principal's daughter. So you know, she she's really running things while Vince is out doing other things like golfing, and you know, he's. 
he's rich. He's hardly ever around. Vince hardly ever comes around, but Stephanie is the one running all the day-to-day operations. Stephanie, Stephanie's the one who, at all the assemblies, is giving, like, a 10-minute feminist lecture during the assemblies. All the kids are just like, just get off us, though. We don't care. Okay, Steph, we, we, we just don't care to hear this. Stephanie's just talking about how great the school is to all the students. And all the students are like, Stephanie, we go here. We don't need to hear this. Okay, that, that, that's, that's Stephanie McMahon in a nutshell. It's just monster. Yeah, basically. And then we have Stephanie McMahon's husband, Triple H. Triple H is oh, the athletic God. director that is always talking about how great he is. You know, he's always he, like he's a former athlete that played pro, but now he's like stuck at a high school athletic director's job, so he yeah. hates his job. He hates wearing a suit, and he's always talking about his glory days, and you, you just want to yep. shut him up. But he's like basically... Legit, sorry, okay, oh, his, uh, his athletic program that he runs at the school, back in like 2014, 2015, it was like the bee's knees, the best program going. Then it had a resurgence, 2018, the program was like awesome. And then Vin, uh, then this, you know, the principal proceeded to mess with the funding for it and really change up what's going on. And ever since about October 2019, this athletic program has been going off the rails. That Nowadays, the athletic program is a complete mess. No matter who you send down there like to fix it, it it can't be fixed okay this athletic program led by triple h is just an absolute train wreck nowadays yeah like like he like he he was like back in 2013 14 he was grooming like football players that were going on to play for major universities like like florida and ohio state but now they're like now they're going to like d2 schools you know and 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 triple h basically has no power now you know he's just yeah he's he's that athletic director and we all know that one athletic director you all you all can relate yeah, yeah, it's just, it, I mean, I think we covered that Triple H pretty well. Now, you, you name someone, let's keep it going. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go down the roster. I'm just going to start reading names. Yep. Just go right in order. So let me go, let me get situated here. All right, yep. so the first guy we got is A-Kid. I don't even know who A-Kid is. I don't oh, even know. Just, yeah, yeah. No, All no, right. The, the All right, we got Adam Cole. So who who is Adam Cole? Oh, Adam Cole is that guy. He's the guy who he'll sit in the library literally all of like lunchtime, all of recess. He has this group of friends who love video games. They're 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 into sports a bit, and like when they do play sports, they're actually kind of good at it. But they spend more time in the library. Playing but but video they're, games. they're into sports like track and field and baseball though. They're not really into like basketball and football. Like yeah. they're into like the sports that other kids would be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, easily, easily. That's that's Adam Cole in a nutshell. Now, yeah. So so AJ Styles. <laughs> oh. Yeah, AJ. What do, you, what do you say for this one? I'm curious to hear what you think for Styles. I mean, AJ Styles is the kid that's good at everything. Like he's that kid. That's like he's the captain of the basketball team, the football team, the baseball team, the hockey team. He's literally the captain of everything. He's just naturally good at everything. He's playing baseball in the in the middle of ba- in the like in the middle of like the early stages of football season. So while all the other kids on the football team are practicing and getting ready, you got like you got this quarterback that's like, oh, I'm gonna be the starting quarterback this year because AJ st- AJ is still playing baseball. And then AJ comes in like one week before football season starts, and he, and he just like shines in practice, and he's just a natural. And then he's the quarterback yeah. of the football team. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's that guy who, for that reason, like the, the starting quarterback who we'll we'll talk about later, and we'll, we'll specifically name who that is. They just absolutely <laughs> hate AJ Styles. They can't stand him. They they put in all this work, time, stuff. I'll name him now. Seth Rollins. Okay, 
Rollins puts in all this work, week after week, doing pre-season for like five months. You know, he gets in good with the coach. And then Styles shows up on no training a week before the season and is just better than him. And Rollins is just so pissed off. Rollins hates this. I mean, you can picture this. This is just... Yeah, exactly. You know, AJ Styles is like the kid that had a Mercedes since he was 14 years old. He he drives to school. You know, he dates a bunch of chicks. Like, he's... He's a cool guy. You know, you like to hang out with him at parties. Like, everybody likes AJ. Like, he's not, like, overly popular, but everybody talks to him and everybody has good rapport with him. Yep. And then you have Akira Tozawa. <laughs> this is this is that guy. He's the international exchange student who people tend to get on pretty well with, but in the grand scheme of things, totally irrelevant. No one's going to just be like, oh, my God, Akira Tozawa. He's just, he's just that guy who's there, you know? Yeah, he's like, just there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, all right, so Randy Orton. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about Randy Orton because he's, like, yeah. so basically after John Cena. So John Cena was, like, in, in our in our storyline, John Cena's, like, the guy that was the popular kid in high school. John Cena just graduated. He went off to college to play football. We're going to talk about him. But now Randy Orton is left as, like, the popular kid. But Randy Orton's just yeah. such a dick. Like, he's that one kid that everybody just, like, everybody just hates. But they Dude, st- everyone... Sorry, Kyle. Everyone has this guy at their school. Like, I, this is this is the, like the cool, popular guy who most of the guys can't stand. Most of the girls can't stand either. But he's just like that popular guy, you know? Yeah, but everybody still talks to him even though they can't stand him, you know? And he and he's yeah. he's a super jock. He's ripped. He plays like all the sports. You know, yeah, his he, dad's his dad's like best friends with the principal, and he's never gonna get really in trouble for doing crunch anything. He's Randy Orton's that guy. Okay? Yeah, he's the, he's the guy that just like talks all day dur- during class and never gets in trouble. You know, he, go, he they send him to suspension. And everybody's like, oh, Randy got sent to suspension. Oh, everybody's talking about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, like the Randy's that guy who you'll have these like randoms being like, oh, do you know what, do you know what Randy Orton did? Oh, dude, Randy, Randy's dating this person. Like that's Randy Orton. Yeah, like, basically, like he dates all the girls. Like he dates like he dates like Alexa Bliss, who is like the you know the head cheerleader. You know. Yeah. Because you know and if Mandy Alexa Rose, Bliss in high Lana, school, like, she yeah, and Lana too, exactly. Like Lana, Mandy Rose, Alexa Bliss, they're all the head cheerleaders. Yeah. So yeah, sure, so sure. so we got uh let's see we got Apollo Crew no no I'm sorry we got hold on a- Alistair well, Black is... we got Alistair Black oh Alistair Alistair Black I mean this is just the guy who like he's just the emo goth type guy the one who like you, you go near him and you kind of like eh, okay he's creeping me out a little bit and you kind of just walk away from him that's Alistair Black he, he he's the guy he's the guy like that and he gets bullied. But he he's the guy secretly that studies like MMA and boxing. So like when some like as soon as somebody bullies him, he like snaps their arm, and nobody ever yeah. messes with him again. And he's a guy who's also like secretly like a genius. Like this is like some guy who like you're kind of afraid of, but then you, like you see what like grades they get, and they're getting like straight A's. They're just like a god at like academics. Yeah, he ne- really he never at, like... talks during class ever. Yeah. Like the like whenever the teacher calls on him though, he knows the answer. Like he'll go up on the board and do like a twenty minute equation and get us it nails it perfectly without even like really yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, and then this is the guy who while Randy Orton is like beating up someone in the middle of class, Alistair Black's just sitting there staring, not doing anything. That's literally Alistair Black in a nutshell. Exactly. Then you have Alexa Bliss. Like we said, she's the head cheerleader. Like you already know who Alexa Bliss is. She's the most popular girl in school. She's yep. she's always in drama with other popular girls constantly. Yeah. She's dating different guys. Like she's dating the bet. Like she's dating AJ Styles and she's dating Randy Orton. Like she's dating all the popular kids. Like that's Alexa Bliss in a nutshell. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, Alexa Bliss has this like long-term relationship with Randy Orton, and everyone's like, "How's this still a thing?" And it eventually ends, and Alexa Bliss goes off to dating other people. That's Alexa Bliss, like yeah. in a nutshell. She goes and dates Alistair Black to get it to get back at Randy. She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go date this weird guy." <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, I'll, I'll move on now. Just to this one, Angel Garza. Garza, he's that guy who just wishes he was Randy Orton, but he. He's nowhere near the like the, the charisma or, or anything like that, but he like wishes he was Randy. So he's always asking everyone on dates. He's trying to be like in with everyone, but he he gets rejected time after time. That's Angel Garza. Oh yeah, he ba- he barely speaks any English. Like he only hangs out with the Spanish kids, but he's like that one that one Spanish kid that just has the balls to go talk to all the popular girls. Yeah, oh, it's it's yes. too funny. It's too funny. And then you have Andrade. Andrade is like similar. He's one of Angel Garza's best friends. But he yeah. has like that. He has that machismo about him, where he's able to pull like one of the hot girls at school. You know, he just like he, like you don't know how he did it, but he did it somehow. He just yeah. has that it about him. Like he's not really friends with any of the other guys, just his clique that he stays with. But he somehow pulled a hot chick. <laughs> you can't, you yeah, know. Like, guys are on Andrade. Like they're, they're like inseparable. You can. They're always together. Like they're always just linked there. And then Gaza's the one who like goes off and experiments with people. And Andrade like only talks to Angel Gaza. So when Gaz is off with someone else, Andrade has, like, no friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, if he's not talking to his girlfriend or, or Garza, he's just walking by himself. <laughs> Too true. Yeah, you and can then, picture I mean, it. Who's, who's Angelo Dawkins in this? In oh, this a- a- like, Angelo like, Dawkins is, like, one of, the, one of the guys that everybody loves. Everybody loves hanging out with, with, with Angelo Dawkins. He's, like, freestyle yeah. rapping throughout the hallway but not in an annoying way like he's just like everybody loves him the teachers love him like yeah. he's he's that one kid that like hugs all the teachers you know yeah like, he's it, like that he's like that super popular like big homie type yes one, like everyone gets on with and it's not like you like you're annoyed but he's just entertaining and yeah like, he's a ball of charisma that's angelo Dawkins. yeah he's like he's like the one guy that when there's a fight he's like the one guy that's like screaming making a scene like oh my god you know yeah, he's the ultimate ultimate hype man that's realistically what he is. Yeah. And now, I want to move on to this one. Austin Theory. Austin Theory is that guy who you just everyone hates because he literally, he's like super like buff. He's always in the gym, always in the weights room, but he has like no IQ. Like this is the guy who, it, he gets asked a maths question and he sits there like, uh, oh no. <laughs> like this guy has no clue what he's doing. He's the brains of a pea, he, but he's always in the gym. And then this is the guy who Randy Orton gets on well with. Everyone's like, Randy, why do you talk to this guy? And then like Randy Orton has Theory as his like, muscle to help him out when he's getting like threatened by others. Like, Austin Theory is just a clown in this fantasy situation. Yeah, he's just an asshole. He's just an asshole. Like, he, he dates, like, not dates, he just plays all the girls. Like, he's like, he talks to them, he takes them on a one date, never, then never talks to them again. That kind of stuff yeah. is always involved in Austin drama. Theory's that guy. Theory's that guy who just ghosts everyone on messages. That that's Austin Theory. He thinks he's like being cool and like yeah. you know, being funny and then no one likes him. Everyone just hates this guy. That's yeah, Austin Theory. The only thing he's remembered for is when like one of the one one chick slapped him like in the middle of class. Like that's literally the only thing he's remembered for. Yeah. Everything when else. Alexa Bliss got up and slapped him in the middle of Matt's class. That was that's Austin Theory. Exactly. Like, that's Austin Theory in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, then you have Bailey. So Bailey is basically yeah. like all through middle school, ninth, tenth grade. She was like super nerdy, hanging out with all the nerds in the library, playing Nintendo Switch. But like, not even the nerds wanted to hang out with her. Like that's how bad it was. You know, she yeah, was like this. Yeah, just quickly for context for like Kevin going here. Like when we mean the nerds, we mean Gargano, we mean Daniel Bryan, we mean Tyson Kidd. 
we mean like just these types people who are just adam cole in the library obsessing over video games anime watching pwg matches from 20 years prior that's what we mean by the nerds so yeah go on like like she was bailey's the girl in mean girls that was cool with all the popular hot girls but they were only cool with her like they were cool with her since they were like in elementary school and they only keep her around for that reason because she was like she grew up just to be nerdy she has like strict parents you know and the popular girls kind of distance themselves from her like they run away when they see her coming and stuff like that so then like yeah. like she went through that phase and then like in 11th grade she just showed up hot out of nowhere like with a new attitude and she showed up hot and now all the guys want to date her and she's just like nah get away from me you know like she has like her own friends at other schools now like she's just super cool all of a sudden like everybody wants to get to know her now yeah legit and then i'll move on to becky lynch becky lynch is that one girl who like you know goes you know she's like kind of liked by people but not really like you know overwhelmingly loved and then you go on summer break and then she comes back and all of a sudden she had this like massive like you know transformation she like looks different just like new haircut new type of look and now like all the popular girls want to talk to becky lynch becky lynch is like the talk of the town that's becky lynch like realistically basically yeah that's her i mean she was like she went from like doing only like guys sports like like she wanted to be on the football team and the wrestling team and now now all of a sudden she's she came back one year and she now she's doing cheerleading you know and she's yeah. doing like volleyball and she's like all like really good at all those sports now yeah, and then legit, moving on to Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, this, it's pretty self-explanatory here. Bianca Belair is like the godly athlete of the school. She beats near enough all the guys in all the athletic competitions. Austin Theory gets totally embarrassed by Bianca Belair <laughs> and like bench press and all these like, you know, lifting. Like Belair just destroys everyone. She's like the captain of the state team for like three different sports. That's Bianca Belair. Yeah, yeah, that, that's Bianca Belair. Like she's just she's so good at cross country, track and field, like literally all the athletic gymnastics, all the athletics. She's like all all country in. You know, she's gonna yeah, be and like Angelo, Angelo Dawkins is like a professional hype man, and like it's just it, it's just great. Like yeah, she she's gonna get the scholarship. You already know Bianca Belair is gonna go. She's gonna go be like a famous track and field star, and then you have Big E. Of course, Big E is rolling with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. The the New Day, they're the kids that they hang out with the nerds, but they're like the popular nerds. Like, everybody loves yeah. the New Day. You know, they have they have rapport with everybody. They can go hang out with Randy Orton. Even Randy Orton likes them. You know, they, yeah. they're like hanging out at Randy Orton's house playing video games. You know, like when Randy Orton is not doing stupid stuff, they're hanging out with him. But then, like, yeah. but they spend most of their time, like, in the in the library, and then they go work out. Like, they do everything together. They're the clan that just does everything. They ne- You never see them separated, you know? They're at the gym Literally. together, lunch together. Like, that's literally the new day. Yeah. And then I'll move on to Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas is that guy who literally, he was, like, around in, like, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, and then he just kind of vanished. But he's, like, still, like, on the roll, like, every, the roll in every class. And the teacher keeps, like, you know, asking, oh, is Bo Dallas here? And then he's never there. And people are like, wait, he's still around? Like, like and then, you know, occasionally his brother, Bray, will get asked, what's happening with Bo? And Bray's just like, I don't know. He's, I don't know where he is. So Bo Dallas is just that guy who's, like, always absent from class. That's Bo Dallas. Yeah, he, I mean, he's the guy, he's the guy, like, everybody has this one friend. He's the guy that just goes out and lives, like, he he moved out of his house, like, 12 years old. And he goes from, like, friends' couches to friends' couches. And, and like, at 14, he has a full-time job. Like, that. that's literally Bo Dallas, you know? You just, you never yeah. see him in school. He has a full-time job, like, working on a farm or something, you know? Yeah. We got, we got to talk legit- about, we got to talk about Big Show, though, bro. 
Like we yeah. we skipped over yeah. Big Show. Big Show is like Big Show's like the soccer coach that that gets really emotional. Like he's like the girl soccer coach that gets attached. <laughs> he gets attached to all of like to all of his players. Like not in a creepy way, but he just like he's emotional. Yeah. And he's like friends with them, and like he cries. Yeah, he cries he whenever like one of them scores Sunday a goal. League, some Sunday league like girls soccer game with like the ninth grade soccer team and Big Show when like his team wins like four one. He's like literally breaking down, and getting all emotional <laughs> because the game plan worked perfectly. He's so happy with everyone. Like that's Big Show. Exactly. And then legit. And then that next Monday at like practice, he'll just have like he'll snap and have an outrage because something minor happened. Then he'll just have he'll just snap and everyone will hate him for like a week. That's Big Show. Yeah, yeah, that's Big Show. And then like, and then he just like retires. He retires early, but he keeps coming to all the games as like a fan, like just to watch, like just to watch all of the soccer girls that he that he was that he coached, you know. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then I'll move on to this one, Bobby Lashley. So yeah, Lashley MVP, Shelton Benjamin. These are like the cool like twelfth graders. These are like the seniors. Like everyone likes these are guys who. Well, they're they're, 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 they're the twenty four year old yeah. seniors, you know. They they've been yeah. they failed like six <laughs> times. You know they failed like six times, and they like they they show up when they want. They like after school they go hang out at the bar and they go beat people up. You know, like that, yeah. That, that like that's what the herd business is doing. They they're not worried yeah, they're... about homework. They have like all the hot girls do their homework. <laughs> Legit MVP gets on well with like every teacher, so he just like gets an- answers slid under the table to him, and he just feeds them to Lashley and Benjamin, and it- it's it's a good time with the hurt business and these type of guys. It's it's just it's great. Fun. Like they they, yeah. they they're the kids. They get caught cheating, and they're like, oh come on again. You ready? You know the drill, and, and they go to Stephanie's office, and Stephanie's like, you guys know why you're here, and like, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, uh, Literally, but... and then what about what about Braun Strowman, Kevin? Oh Jesus, Braun Strowman! You already know who Braun Strowman is. Braun Strowman is that kid that he's seventeen, but he looks twenty-two. He's he's always in the gym. He shows up to school driving a loud-ass truck, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's Braun driving like you know, making all this noise coming into school." Like, "Oh, this is Braun blasting his hip-hop music," and he just like walks through the halls all ferocious, and people there's nobody like nobody really takes him serious. You know, they're just like, "Oh, this is Braun," you know. This is. This is the this is the Braun Strowman who's literally he gets like several notification emails during the day from like you know the receptionist and the pe- people in charge of attendances because he has like six unexplained absences every day even though he's literally at the school he's just in the gym all like all periods of the day like Strowman's literally just he's no clue what he's doing he's just at the gym doing weights all day he's just roaring in the gym with Austin Theory that <laughs> these two are just screaming doing bench press. Meanwhile, he's getting all his classes that he's just not attending. That's Braun Strowman. And he gets, at the end of the day, he goes into his monster truck, which he tries to flex on people. And everyone's like, Braun, no one cares you have a monster truck. Then he just drives away blasting hip-hop. That's Braun Strowman. Yeah, legit. That's Braun Strowman. And, and Booker T is like the basketball coach that everybody loves. Like, he's the he's the yeah. basketball coach. Or, no, not even basketball coach. He's that teacher. He's like the history teacher that like even people that don't have his class, they just go into his classroom to hang out. And listen to him tell yeah. stories about what what he was like when he was like a college basketball player or something. You know, everybody yeah. loves Booker T. Like he's just awesome. He's a teacher everyone wishes they had, but they're stuck with some some gremlin teacher like like John Laurinaitis. They're stuck with someone like that, but they wish they had Booker T. You know? Yeah, like he's totally fair. He gives easy homework. He gives reasonable tests. Like everybody just loves taking his class. You know, nobody nobody cheats. Nobody skips his class. Everybody loves it. 
Yeah, and then we've got Brock Lesnar. Like, who's who's Brock Lesnar in this situation, Kevin? Oh, Brock Lesnar is the senior that everybody's yeah. terrified of. He's the big bully. You know, he just walks the hallways, like, pushing kids into lockers, you know, smacking yeah. down people's lunches, taking their taking their money. Like that, that's Brock Lesnar in a nutshell. Legit, Brock's that, Brock's that guy who, like, one time Austin Theory decides it'd be a good idea to square up to, and Brock literally <laughs> sends him, he chucks him out of the school. Brock just destroys Austin Theory. Like, it just... Brock Lesnar's that guy you don't want to mess with. He's the senior. You know, the people tell stories about, oh. <laughs> he, he's, when, the, he's the kid that drinks yeah. beer at lunch. You know, he pulls up to lunch with, like, a can of vodka, like, a bottle of vodka. And nobody says anything because even, like, the principal's scared of him. So they let him do whatever yeah, the hell he wants. And this is the guy, Triple H, just, like, begging to get in the athletics program. But Brock just doesn't do the athletics program anymore. He just drinks beers. That's all he feels like doing. Yeah, he drinks beers and he goes and hits the gym with Braun Strowman. Like, that's all Brock Lesnar does. <laughs> That's legit Brock Lesnar. And then I'll move on to this one. This one, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes oh, is that... He's that <laughs> one guy who literally... Cameron Grimes and Sami Zayn and, like, Ali in this situation, they don't get on very well. Oh, the conflicting political beliefs. Cameron Grimes is that just loudmouth guy who, who wears the, you know, the Make America Great Again hat to, like, most of the school can't stand. Grimes is just outspoken. Anytime he gets the opportunity to pipe in, he'll... He'll, you know, say something that'll piss off everyone. He'll, everyone will get offended. Everyone just wants to smack Cameron Grimes. In the middle of class, Randy Orton will just start beating this guy up. Just Grimes is just that that guy at school, you know? He's that guy. Yeah, like, he's that guy. Yeah, he's got, he's got like, the, the camo jacket. You know, he has, like, he has like a, a rifle in his car, you know? He's that <laughs> dude. He has, like, a hunter's rifle in his car. Like, he's, you know, he's he was raised differently than he's every guy who... He's that guy who Stephanie McMahon is like desperate to expel, but like because Cameron Grimes like knows people, he just he gets allowed to stay at the school. Even though Sami Zayn for like months has been putting in petitions and sending emails, getting expelled, Grimes is still there. <laughs> we we got we got to talk about what Sami Zayn is then. Uh, okay, Sami Zayn is legit. Essentially, his character on WWE TV. Sami Zayn's that like very woke, you know, very pro-political agendas. Stephanie McMahon and Sami Zayn get on amazingly. Sami Zayn. He's best friends with Ali. They they come to school like protesting like once a week, complaining about X, Y, and Z different things. A bunch of the schools just like, oh, this again. As Sami Zayn comes in holding up like you know, political justice signs. That's Sami Zayn. Yeah. Like, yeah, Sammy's like, oh we you know we can't like we have to have we can't have hot dogs at lunch because hot dogs aren't healthy. You know. Yeah, but hot dogs that an animal died to that hot dog. Like Sami Zayn's in the canteen being like, Shame on you animals being killed for your lunch like that's Sammy Zane. yeah he goes up to every table and he's like do you know you're eating a dead animal right now how does that make you, yeah, do you feel? feel good about yourself knowing that an animal died for your lunch does that make you feel good that's Sammy Zane. oh like, yeah yeah he, he and Cameron Grimes like in economics class they just get into it <laughs> they get into it every once in a while you know Sammy Zane is like oh this is we want this like this political reform and Cameron Grimes is like no we need to keep America the way it is you know, and they're yeah, just like, kid. yeah, they're just screaming. They're in like, they're in Booker T's class, and Booker T is just like, <laughs> Booker T's like yelling at them to stop, and they just keep going on and on. <laughs> and like, yeah, Sami Zayn like throws the brick at Cameron Grimes. Like, it's just, it just gets all out of hand. These two can't control themselves. They're, like, it's just an absolute mess at this, at this school situation because of these two. Like, oh, it's awesome. So, who who is Roman yeah. Reigns? Oh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is that guy who has his, like, squad. Like, Reigns is his, his own different breed in the high school. He's that guy whose family dates back generations with, you know, Vince and all these people. 
So Reigns walks around, walks around like he's the big top dog. He's got his, he's got his lackeys, Jimmy and Jay. Okay, Jimmy and Jay, they get on fairly well with everyone. Reigns, not that he's similar to Randy Orton, but he doesn't get on well with a lot of people. Jimmy and Jay, Jimmy especially, Jimmy Uso, one time when they're, you know, he's walking down the corridor, Jimmy Uso makes eye contact with Naomi, and then they're having like a, like a little relationship type thing going on. Reigns, he's just oblivious to all of this because he's too busy trying to be like top dog. Like, that's Roman Reigns. Yeah, and then Naomi just joins the crew, you know. Right, like, like Roman, you know, his his family, they all graduated from there. Like, his family, they're all, like, they're all, like, star athletes. You know, they were star football yeah. players and baseball players. So Roman is, like, you know, the new blood. He He's always hanging out in Vince's office or in the principal's office with Stephanie and Shane, you know. Yeah, yeah. Reigns is that guy who he's, like, he's in, like, 11th grade. Like, he's, like, near enough a senior and literally, like, randomly, he'll just be having, like, coffees and stuff in, like, Vince's office. And you're like, how does this happen? And then Reigns is like, I'm the big doll. Like, that's just Roman Reigns, you know? Yeah, he's just he's just that one kid that's super privileged, you know, and then he acts like, he acts tougher than he is because he has his crew yeah. with him. You know, every once in a while, they beat people up just for looking at them the wrong way. Uh, yeah. the, the Usos, they're just super clowns. They, you know, they're, they're class clowns. They all, all three of them sit in the back of the class, cutting up and like, and they don't ha- they don't have to listen because the teachers aren't going to do anything to them because the teachers can't yeah. get them in trouble. Because Stephanie's just going to be like, no, no, they're fine. Yeah, and then then legit Stephanie has her like her, you know, her favorite, her inspiration named Nia Jax. Who Nia Jax literally in the middle of class gets up, punches someone, drops them headfirst on the floor. And the teachers can't do anything to expel her because Stephanie McMahon gets on great with Nia Jax. And, you know, Nia Jax is everything Stephanie loves. So Nia Jax will not get fired. She will not be punished. Nia Jax just beats up innocent girls because that's what she does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then you you have Dominic Mysterio, who, like, Dominic Mysterio is the son of, like, a prodigy quarterback from back in the day that ended up going to, like, university... And then he made it yeah. to the NFL, and now like instead of instead of Ray sending his son to like a super private school, he sends his yeah. son back to the same school that he went to. So he just gets all these privileges. He's like the the star wide receiver of the team, even though he doesn't really deserve it. You know, he's like, yeah, like he he messes up all the time, and the coach just like ignores it. You know. Yeah, because like legit, the, the school has like some some you know football award named after Ray Mysterio, like. You know, the Mysterio Award for, you know, football excellence or something. And then Dominic comes through and there's all this hope that, oh, my God, he's going to be amazing. And he's just like, he's kind of average. He's not really, you know, he hasn't got his footing yet. He's making mistakes. The coach's like, oh, it's all good. And everyone's like, oh, your dad was amazing. Why aren't you very good? Like, Yeah, he, he's he's thing. a freshman starting on the on the varsity team as a starting wide receiver. Instead of on the, yeah. on the JV team, he's like starting on the varsity team. Everybody Everybody's like resentful of him. But they still like yeah. him at the same time because he's a good guy. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we've got Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, she's literally like you know the star center or star center of the basketball team. Okay, Charlotte Flair, she's the one who gets like all the plays are ran through Charlotte Flair because the coach gets on really well with Charlotte. Okay, the coach loves Charlotte, and then all of a sudden the coach falls out of favor with Charlotte, and then instead of running the plays through Charlotte. The coach runs the place through someone named Lacey Evans. So if you haven't guessed, the coach is Ric Flair, okay? <laughs> Ric Flair coaches the basketball team. Charlotte Flair, she's like all state as a center, even though Bianca Belair is a better basketball player than her, and she barely tries. But 
nonetheless, the, like the basketball program is all messed up at this school, but nonetheless. You but the, the, the basketball coach is like too friendly with one of the girls, and that girl's is like Lacey Evans. Like yeah. you, you don't know what they're doing. Like a lot of people have. There's rumors that they like hook up and stuff. Yeah, like Randy on Randy on starting these like awful rumors of like you know things you can't even say on YouTube. And then like there's this big school wide drama about this. Like everyone like Charlotte is you know feeling like depressed because of what's going on. It's just this big scandal. Like that's what this is. Yeah, that's basically yeah. You know Charlotte like she gets straight A's on everything even though she barely tries. Yeah. And then Lacey Evans is like the wannabe Charlotte. You know, she's like the girl that that got cut from the cheerleading team because Charlotte didn't really like her. You know that like yeah. that that kind of drama nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on, moving on to this one. I'll do this one quickly. Damien Priest. Damien Priest is the guy who literally he he comes into the school in like eleventh grade. Like he doesn't really show up. He comes in like really late as a senior, basically, and just everyone loves Damien Priest. Like he's just the super cool guy. Damien Priest is that guy. Who he holds like the Halloween big year group like party, and everyone loves it. They're trying to how great the party is. This just pisses off Randy Orton. Randy Orton's like, you know, he's so jealous. Randy Orton hates Damian Priest, even though Damian Priest has like hardly anything going for him compared to Randy Orton. Orton just hates him because that's what Randy Orton does. So Randy Orton proceeds to hold his own party like two weeks later. Only when Randy Orton holds the party, it's just it's a mess. Police get called. Someone gets arrested. <laughs> it's, it's a joke of a it's party. It's like Project X. Orton just gets in a heap of trouble by, like, the cops. And, like, meanwhile, Damien Priest, like, everyone loves him. Like, that's legit Damien Priest. Yeah, D- Damien Priest moved to, like, the United States from Puerto Rico, like, a year ago. And he picked up the culture real quick. He's, he already learned English, you know. And, I, like, he's, he's, like, dating chicks that are, like, 23. And, and his, his parties are awesome. Everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to go to Damien Priest's parties. I can't yeah. wait. I, I, hope, I hope he invites us to the next one. Like that, yeah. That's Damien Priest. I mean, he's he's yeah, drink everyone... he's he's drinking beers. Like everybody goes to his house. Like the new day goes to his house to play video games and drink beer. Yeah, like all all the girls. Like, oh, Damien, when are you gonna hold another party? Oh my god, a priest. Oh my god. Like, girl, like girls like out. Dakota Randy Kai Orton. and Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. yeah, girls like Dakota Kai and Shotzi Blackheart are like, oh, I can't wait to come to your your, your house, Damien. And Damien like winks at them and they, and they think that they have a shot with him. You know. And yeah, Randy oh, Orton, and then Randy Orton like goes up and talks to Dakota Kai afterwards, and she's like, "Ugh, get away from me!" <laughs> oh god. Well, guess we'll move on to Daniel Bryan. We kind of touched on this one before. Bryan's that guy who's like he's buried away in the library. You can't get him out of there. This guy, he has like an N sixty four, like a gaming setup in the library. He's got his little back corner with Johnny Gargano, Tyson Kidd, Adam Cole, Bryan. They alternate between reading. They alternate between playing you know, random old N64 games or, like, on the Switch or whatnot, and they just watch old wrestling matches. Like, that's what these guys love to do. Oh, yeah. And, and Bailey is, like, the one girl, like, before she turned hot, Bailey would hang out with them in, like, Xbox Live parties after school. You know, Bailey would always be with them at the library, and she, like, tried to hug them, and they'd be like, ew, no. You know, because they're trying to look cool. They're trying to, they, they were trying to get, like, Dana Brooke and Charlotte. But, like, realistically, Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano and all those guys, they don't talk to any girls. All the girls curve them. They leave them on red. They're, they're too nervous, yeah. you know. They're too nervous to talk to the girls. Yeah, and legit. Also, moving on, D- Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke's that one girl at the school who's, like, TikTok famous. She's, like, some social media account with, like, five, six-digit followers. Everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, Dana's the TikTok girl. Like, that's that's Dana Brooke. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. then you have Dolph Ziggler. Dolph oh, Ziggler, in, in, in like in fourth grade, Dolph Ziggler was the star of the baseball team. You know, he was the star pitcher. 
and then like somebody he got hurt one time and like somebody took his job as a starting pitcher and like in sixth grade or whatever they took his position yeah. and they never looked back they came in and they struck out like 15 batters meanwhile Ziggler maybe at, at his best day would strike out like five batters and he'd have a good game you know it'd be good but this kid that takes his spot just like is ridiculously good is like all, he's going to the MLB you know and Ziggler just yeah. walks around talk he he talks all the girls ears off about how he used to be a great baseball player and it should be him that gets a scholarship <laughs> you know he's like oh it should have been me it should have been me I should be the one going to the MLB that you know that that's that's Dolph Ziggler that I mean you, yeah. you know we all know that one kid that just that can't accept it when it when it's not their time also, also from one of Kevin's favorites to the other, I, oh, I want to do this one quickly. The Miz, the Miz is that guy. He's that guy who's like the one kid that does drama class, and he takes it so seriously. He's the guy who goes like. He's the one. He's the one guy class. with all the girls in drama class. Yeah, legit. It's it's a bunch of just it's a random combination of girls and the Miz. Okay, the Miz. Every year when it comes around for the big Shakespeare performance or the big like production. The Miz always, like, does this grand audition, and he's the only person who auditions for it, and he gets the role, and he's trying to flex on everyone the next day. Oh, guys, I'm Shakespeare in this production. And everyone's just like, just go away. We don't, Miz, we, we don't care, Miz. Just, just go away. And then yeah, the Miz <laughs> proceeds to do the production, and then he gets the little disc DVD of the production and tries to sell that for, like, a dollar around the schoolyard the next, like, the next month. And people are like, Miz, just please go away. We don't care. Okay, Miz, we, we just get get away from us. But Miz keeps reminding everyone, guys, I, I've done movies. I'm, I'm mainstream. Guys, I'm awesome. Everyone knows me. Everyone's like, just Miz, stop. Like, and, and, and he's like, since like elementary school, his parents, they take him to like commercial auditions, you know, to do like, to do like, uh, like Oreo commercials, but he never gets the, the he never gets a spot. He always gets yeah. cut. And then he goes back and he's like, well, guys, I tried out for a commercial in Hollywood. I have to fly out to Hollywood for a commercial with my parents. But then he never gets it, so he never talks about it when he comes back. And he just gets made fun of. You know, he just gets made fun of, like, oh, why didn't you get the commercial, Miz, huh? And, like, like he, go, he goes off to, like, some, like, low-level, unimpressive alt theater school, art school. And he becomes yeah. just, like, a straight-to-DVD actor. And, like, like he's the kid, he comes back at the high school reunion when, he, when everybody's, like, 35. And he's like, "Oh, guys, you know, I, I did this. I did this movie. It went straight to DVD in Walmart. Everybody's like, you 'You are still the same, Miz. Like, we still don't care.' And then he's like, "Oh, I have to leave early because I have a red carpet premiere for my new movie, and, and it's just and it's just him because he's gonna go watch his movie on DVD that came out two days later. He's gonna go watch it for the first time since it came out. Yeah, that that's Miz. Yeah, Miz is that guy at the reunion. He shows up." Everyone's like talking, and Miz goes, oh, I've, got, "I've got a call from my agent." Miz rushes outside as if he's on the phone, but realistically, he's just calling himself. Like that's the Miz. Like, yeah, Miz. It's, it's like it's like his like, wife calling him or something. Yeah, just Miz. Yeah, so and, but somehow he ended up he ended up marrying like one of the hottest cheerleaders in school somehow by a miracle. Yeah, which is Maurice. That's you know, Maurice is just like everybody remembers her because she was hot in eighth grade. Like that's basically Maurice. Yeah. And then this one, I'll move on to this one. Carrying Cross and Scarlet. This is that just like long-term relationship between two people who like ever since you've known them, they've just been together. That, that's Cross and Scarlet. They're like the the power couple that Randy Orton wishes he was. Randy Orton's <laughs> always just getting like you know frustrated and angry that Carrying Cross. Randy Orton, if you haven't gathered, has a bit of an anger problem in this <laughs> timeline because it's Randy Orton. So yeah, Orton sees Cross and Scarlet from like fifth grade right through to like seniors, and Orton's just like ah oh, damn him. 
Like, damn him, oh, John. Like, that's, that's oh, awesome. Carrion. <laughs> Yeah, Scarlet, you know, Scarlet and Carrie Cross, like, Carrie Cross is, like, the, the star linebacker of the football team, and Scarlet is, like, his cheerleader, you know, like, like at all yeah. the games, she's, like, she's dressed in his jersey number, and, like, after the yeah. game, he goes up to give her a kiss immediately, and they, like, leave together, they never hang out with anybody from school, they just do everything together, like, and then when they fight and break up for, like, the hundredth time, people are, like, freaking out, you know, Carrie Cross is making a big scene, punching a wall, you know, like that—that's them. That's them. Like, like yeah. they—they they sit at separate tables at lunch when they're broken up, and like yeah. Carrie Cross is sitting with all his dudes, making fun of her. Like, oh, she sucks in bed. Oh, she's this, she's that. And Scarlett's like, oh, I never loved him. And she like, she goes and she kisses like Daniel Bryan to get him mad. You know, she goes, yeah. she goes, like sits with Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, and she's like, oh, watch this, Carrie, and she makes out with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then from there, from there, Austin Theory rushes over, thinking he has a chance, and then Scarlett just kicks Austin Theory in the nuts, and he's just like on the ground crying. Yeah, That's exactly. Legit. Yeah, just... and Ca- Carrie Cross goes over and beats up Daniel Bryan for kissing his girlfriend, and then they get back together because she's like, oh my god, you beat him up for me. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's Cross and Scarlett. You could see it. You could picture it. Yeah, and then we've got Caden Carter, who's one of the, like the the dozens of girls who just loves Damian Priest. Damian Priest just like, doesn't care about. Yeah, Damian like, Priest is just like, nah, you can't come to my party. Sorry, <laughs> like, cause he's too busy hanging one, out with college girls. <laughs> oh god! And then this one jokes Keith Lee. Keith Lee's that one guy who's like the the demigod, like linebacker in the football team. He, you know, he can bench, like, you know, the, the school record and the bench press. Austin Theory is, like, crying of jealousy. <laughs> okay, Austin Theory is just watching Keith Lee in the gym, benching some ungodly number. And Austin Theory is just, like, headbutting a door, being like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like, that's, that's legit Keith Lee. Yeah, and like, Keith Lee's so cool. Like, everybody loves Keith Lee. He's, like, the jock that's super smart and super nerdy and, and like, yeah. takes his classes seriously. He does all his homework. You know, like, everybody yeah. just everybody just likes Keith Lee. You know, and then also except except Randy Orton, Randy Orton oh, has yeah. like fat shame Keith Lee, and everyone just hates Randy Orton even more. <laughs> like Keith Lee's just like bruh, and then Randy Orton's like, I owned you there, didn't I? And then everyone's just like, Orton, shut up! Like no one cares. Yeah, yeah and then and then Orton's like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna go get in my in my Ford that my dad paid for, and I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna get in my I'm gonna get my Mustang that Bob Orton provided me. Like that's. That's Orton. Yeah, that's like, Randy Orton. Like, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm skipping class because I'm Randy Orton. I can do whatever I want, you know. And, and yeah. then, and then he goes up to like like Lana, and he's like, "Oh, come with me." And Lana just like follows him like a puppy. <laughs> and then real, real quick one here, Killian Dane. Killian Dane's that guy who, ever since he's like 11, he looks like he's 32. That's Killian Dane. Yeah, okay, basically. Like, in a nutshell, N- nobody like, knows anything about him. Like he's been going to the same school for like 12 years since you know like he's been in the same school system as everybody but nobody knows anything about him yeah legit and then king corbin like who's king corbin <laughs> oh jesus king corbin king corbin like he's the guy he thinks he's the captain of the of the, of the football team you know he's like yeah. he's like the the defensive lineman that's okay you know, but he thinks he's like the captain of the defense and he's always telling the coach what to do and telling the, the real captain what to do. You know, he's that guy that just never stops yeah. running his mouth. Like he's always running. He's the guy that just never shuts up during class. He's always making yeah. like those jokes. Like he's the guy that makes a joke and then looks around to see if everybody's laughing. Like he's the guy that laughs at his own jokes. That's freaking Baron Corbin for you. Yeah, legit. Uh, Corbin's similar to Seth Rollins. He literally spends all summer doing this insane preseason 
And like, it's the same thing with school. He does like all his homework, tries so hard, and then he gets like, you know, C's and he barely, you know, gets by. And like, that's Corbin, like in a nutshell. Yeah, I guess we should, we should, we should go in on Rollins some more. So Rollins, oh, like, yeah. what, once AJ Styles graduates, Rollins becomes the quarterback of, of the football team and he just, he's not good. Like, he was great. He's yeah. great in practice. He's great. Like, if, like, AJ gets hurt. And Rollins comes in and he has like a five touchdown game. He's running for like a hundred yards. He's doing everything as a quarterback, athletic specimen. And then AJ finally graduates and Rollins is like, oh, it's my time now. I'm going to take the ball. And he just sucks. Yeah, so just, just real quick, real quick. So the team with AJ Styles is like some like 12 wins, three losses, like playoff contender. They, they make a deep playoff run. Then the next year, Styles, oh, sorry, Rollins is like the quarterback. And you're gone. Go yeah, on. everybody's like, oh, Rollins is going to be good because he won those two games while AJ was out. He helped get us the state championship. And then they're at the state championship, and AJ wins the state championship. So everybody's like, oh, Rollins is next. And then he just, like, he had, he plays four games. He gets hurt after the fourth game, and his stats are super underwhelming, you know. Yeah. And, and then, like, Drew McIntyre, that's where Drew McIntyre steps up. And Drew McIntyre is, like, this really good quarterback. Like, he's not good at anything in particular, He's just good at. Yeah. He's like pretty good at everything. He's not great at one thing, and he's just like really solid. He has a good season, and everybody forgets about Seth Rollins. Like he, Legit. he just Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Triple H was like desperately scouting because Triple H needed something to save his athletic program. Triple H found this Drew McIntyre guy, some international in some like fourth division, like lowly, you know, football team. He scouted him, and then he came to the school, and Drew McIntyre is just taking the reins from Rollins. He's been carrying the football program, carrying the athletic program. Drew McIntyre is the guy who all the eggs are in the basket of. This guy, he led the team after Seth Rollins, you know, led them to like a zero and four record to start the year. McIntyre's led the team back to like a respectable like five hundred team. Like that's Drew McIntyre. Yeah, like like so. Rollins had like a minor injury. He could have been back after three games, but then he just gets benched by Triple H and, and the yeah. football coach. And then Rollins, like, he can't handle being benched. And he just, like, he goes through this really weird phrase where he starts listening to, like, metal, like, heavy metal music and emo music. And he's hanging out with, like, all the emo girls and guys. And yeah, that's yeah. Rollins. Now, like, nobody, like, nobody even recognizes Rollins. Like, he went from being, like, one of the most popular kids in school to, like, now he shows up. He doesn't talk to anybody. He's, like, that really depressed kid, you know, that doesn't talk anymore in class. Like, that, yeah, that, that's Seth Rollins. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, moving on from Rollins, I think... This one, I'll do this one really quick. Ricochet. Ricochet's that one guy who, like, he's that guy who, like, always goes to the gym, but he's, like, super quiet, doesn't really talk to anyone. He's, you know, he's far away from, he's, like, the opposite corner from Austin Theory and Braun Strowman who are, like, hitting each other, like, in the head with, like, bricks. He's away from them. Ricochet is just, he's in the corner doing, you know, crunches, sit-ups, you know, side planks. He's doing all these, like, ab exercises. And Ricochet's that one kid with, like, god-tier abs, which, like, you know, he tries to flex on, like, Instagram, but, like, no one cares. That That's Ricochet. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and he's really good at, like, one specific aspect of track and field. Like, he's yeah. really good at the 40-yard dash, but he sucks at everything else. But, no, he's like, he's, like, the god of the high jump. Like, randomly, when they do, like, the big, like, track and field carnival, like, each school has these, like, once a year, Ricochet does, like, some, like, ungodly, like, he goes flying over the bar. Everyone goes, oh, my God. Look at him, and then he's like irrelevant the next day. That's Ricochet. Yeah, that's Ricochet. Basically, everybody just forgets. Yeah, then you have Rey yeah. Mysterio. He's like the assistant of the football co- of the football team. He's always yelling yeah. at his son Dominic. He's extra hard on him compared to everybody else. You know, and yeah. like like he's like some esteemed player in the school. Basically, yeah, every- he's, got, he's got that award named after him. And, you know, he, he's like the pro- you know the the king of 
the program and yeah he walks on water everybody loves him you know he walks nothing he can do nothing wrong like he he was like a a four-time state champion all this three-time state champion whatever like everybody loves ray yeah legit and then moving on riddick moss riddick moss is just one of those like you know the 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 big linebackers in the football team same as ridge holland like these guys just make up the d-line and then matt riddle i mean i think you know what (laughs) matt riddle would be like, yeah, Matt Matt Riddle is the one guy that every girl is like, wait, is he straight? <laughs> like, like he's that one guy, you know, that one guy. He like he dresses flamboyant. He comes in with like pink shirt, like pink pants, yeah. and like you know tight pants. And Riddle and... Riddle Riddle's that guy who like um, Randy Orton randomly will like one day write some like awfully insensitive message on Riddle's locker, and then Riddle will get to school and he'll be like, bruh. Are you, are you serious, bro? Like that's Riddle. Yeah, exactly. And then like like one day Randy Orton pushes him too far, and he like beats up Randy Orton in front of the school, and Randy Orton just like picks himself up in shame. Is like, oh, he caught me off guard. It wasn't a fair fight, you know. Like that. That's yeah. that's. And then then when then when Riddle's trying to like you know get in his car and drive home, then like Randy Orton comes up front and just clubs Riddle as he's getting in his car, and like that that's Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah that's Randy Orton. Yeah, he takes a cheap shot on Riddle. Yeah, you know, like like nobody really knew Riddle was a tough guy until he beat up Randy Orton that one day. He's just he's just yeah. there. Like he's a, he's a guy that shows up high. You know, he shows up drunk. He like he shows yeah. up like he doesn't even care. He's like he's that one kid that's literally sleeping through every class. Yeah, yeah. that that's Matt Riddle. Like him and Jeff Hardy yeah. that they, they smoke weed before the class before class. Like they hang out in the woods of the school and they and they smoke weed and, but but Jeff Hardy is like into the crazy like he's into the real hardcore drugs and Matt Riddle like after they smoke Matt Riddle leaves goes to class but no not Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy's like you know Jeff Hardy he's like straight A student all through like second grade third grade fourth grade fifth grade yeah. and then he starts experimenting with drugs in sixth grade and everybody's yeah. like oh he could have went on to be like he could have been the star running back of the school like that's Jeff Hardy he could have been yeah. a, a D1 NFL like college football player but he just pissed all the way by getting drunk and high and like he has this one big game he shows up and he just in no condition to play and they put him out there and he just gets destroyed by the defense like that yeah that that's that's I mean come on it's Jeff Hardy oh god it's just too true and then yeah Robert Roode Robert Roode's that guy who in like 7th grade he has like a full moustache and everyone's like oh my god he's so cool and then that loses its appeal within like a month like that's Robert Roode yeah yeah, he's like he had this one. He was like uh, he's like the tight end of the football team. He made one yeah. catch, and he had like this forty-yard touchdown. And everybody's like, "Oh, Bobby Roos, the next big thing." And then nothing. He never does anything again. <laughs> yeah, and then we got literally Ryan Popola. Ryan Popola is literally this guy, this kid who he walks around the school trying to like praise like you know you know Sasha Banks. He's just like, oh my god, Sasha's so amazing. Sasha has friends on this guy time after time. Ryan, like every afternoon, Ryan spams the messages being like, please, Sasha, <laughs> please go out with me. And Sasha's just like, no. And Ryan Papola's like, please, please. Like, that's Ryan Papola. <laughs> Who is Sasha Banks? Is she, she's like that popular girl that doesn't talk to the other popular girls, right? Yeah, she's like the one who's like, she's like liked, but it's not like, oh my god, she's with Randy Orton and all like the really popular one. She's like, consensus popular but not like oh my god you know yeah yeah she's really good at like track and field and she's good at volleyball but she's not the captain you know she's just she's one of like she's one of the girls like without it without him the team would suck without her you know yeah and and she like she's just kind of there 
she has some drama every now and then. She's like she screams at one of the other popular girls, tries to fight him or something, but she doesn't really do much. Yeah, and then Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is that guy who legit. He, his demeanor's oh, the demeanor's always so serious. They're sitting in like history class, or like any class, arms folded. They're just sitting there, literally chewing gum, like expressionless, just looking at the teacher for, like the whole class. That's Samoa Joe. Like, yeah, basically, he doesn't say anything to anybody, you know. But it turns like out he's he, actually like a super smart guy. Yeah, he gets like you know straight A's and everything. He gets casually fat chained by like Randy Orton, but then <laughs> Randy Orton looks and sees it. You know, he sees Samoa Joe's face and he goes, "Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess with him." He just Orton keeps walking. I got Samoa Joe. I mean, I, I gotta look look at Randy Orton's face. Like Randy Orton looks like he looks like the guy that would do this. Just look at his face in this picture. You know, he you you know Randy Orton was like like you know for real. Randy Orton was like this in high school. I mean, he was a dick. He got he got um what was it? Dishonorable discharge from the Marines. You don't get that by yeah. being a nice guy. Like you know Randy Orton was that rich kid in high school that flaunted his money, that bragged about his father being a former pro wrestler. You know he yeah. was like captain of every football team and he only got there because his dad donated a lot of money to the school. You know this was uh, actually Randy Orton. Yeah. And also it, on the opposite of Randy Orton, this is a guy who is like polar opposite. Our truth, our truth is the guy who everyone loves. Our truth, you, you want this guy around. He's just hilarious. Anytime you see him, you know you're gonna have a laugh. Like everyone loves our truth. Just oh yeah, our uh, truth is the kid that's in like the viral videos, like the videos from the school that go viral of like making like cracking jokes, but in a good way, or yeah. or beatboxing or or doing or rhyming. Like our truth is just like the the hilarious class clown. He makes everybody laugh. He's friends with literally everyone. Like he can make Randy Orton laugh. He goes to the prince. He gets in trouble. He goes to the principal's office. He's making Stephanie or Vince or Shane laugh. Like that. That's yeah. our truth. You know. He he. The principal tries to be mean to him, and tries to punish him. But he just makes him laugh so much that they. He just gets away with whatever he wants because he's so freaking awesome. Yeah, literally, literally. And then this next one, this one, Michael Cole. Michael Cole oh. is that one guy who's been at the school for literally like 35 years. This guy, he's been like the, the head maths teacher all that time, a subject that everyone like has to take and no one wants to be there. And then you listen to Michael Cole just recite how to do algebra and how to do these like mathematical equations. You, you, everyone hates maths. It's like the least popular subject. Uh, you know the the literacy, uh, the numeracy rates at the school just like plummet because Michael Cole, everyone just wants to leave the class. People are abandoning the class. It's just that insufferable. Michael Cole, his voice, it's like nails on a chalkboard. We have Randy Orton insulting Michael Cole every two <laughs> minutes during class. Like this thing would be a disaster. He he's the teacher that that like takes the class way too serious. Like on the first day you come in. And he has, like, the entire year outlined, like, schedules, like, to the T, when the test is going to be, when homeworks are due, and, like, you have to follow that, or you're going to get a zero yeah. in the class. Legit. Like, and that, it's, like, it's, like eighth, it's like eighth grade mathematics, and Michael Cole has, like, a full study plan written out for ten months. That's Michael Cole. Yeah, and, and he's teaching a form of math that's, like, made, designed for, like, 11th graders or 12th graders. He's teaching it to eighth graders. And, and like, like he's, you know, like, when, and then, like, when people are not taking him serious, he's that one, he's that one teacher that screams at the top of his lungs, and everybody's like, okay. And they're like, all right, let's stop. <laughs> you know, let's be quiet. Like, that's Michael Cole. He he wears glasses. He shows up with like he he shows up with a sandwich that his that his wife made for him that he can't stand going home to his wife. He has like the same ham and cheese sandwich he's been eating for thirty five years. The the principal yells at him like whenever Vince whenever Vince comes around, 
when he's like when he's in town and he decides to visit the school he goes into the math class and he just embarrasses michael cole in front of the whole class you know <laughs> like like uh like michael cole's teaching and like you know, vince walks in like randy orton's cutting up like randy orton's like throwing paper planes and like kissing girls or whatever and like like the whole class is laughing and goofing around and michael cole has lost control of the class and this is the moment when vince walks in and vince is just like god damn it michael what are you doing what are you doing pal damn it cole what the hell is this pal cole come here now damn it pal my office and then the door closes. Randy Orton just proceeds to like throw desks, and it's just chaos. Yeah. Then, then like, 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 who's the one kid that follows to go listen to, to Michael Cole get yelled at by the principal? <laughs> you oh know? God, who, who could that be? I mean, Is... Kyle O'Reilly. That maybe. Yeah, he Kyle like, O'Reilly. Yeah, he's like, oh, he I, follows he... him. He's like, he's like listening, and then he like runs, he like runs back like a you know like a giddy child, and he rushes back in the classroom, starts so like making jokes about what you know being yelled at by Cole. Yeah, that... Kyle O'Reilly's just a class clown. That, that that's yeah. like that's like his moment that's like his moment to shine when he's reciting to the whole class what Vince said to Michael Cole, and then like when yeah. when Cole walks back in like all ashamed, Kyle O'Reilly's the one guy that's like ha ha like laughing at him, you know? Yeah, and legit like Kyle O'Reilly does this purely to get on the good side of Randy Orton. Like Kyle O'Reilly, you know, he, he makes all these jokes. He like disses Michael Cole. Even though he doesn't really care, but he's just trying to get on the good side of Randy Orton. That's Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, he go- like, he goes to shake Randy Orton's hand, and Orton just like just like completely ignores it, you know. Yeah, Orton's just like, don't, bro, don't touch me. Yeah, don't and touch me. Speaking of don't touch me, Lars Sullivan. Oh God. What, what do you think of Big Lars? Like, who would he be? Oh man, I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can get into this one. I'll try to. No, I'll I'll, I'll do one. I'll, I'll do one, and then we'll kind of move away. Lars Sullivan's that guy who got in some just massive scandal. In whichever grade, okay, there was some big scandal at the school. We, like, we're, like local media is reporting on it. There's this big scrutiny on the school, and the school has no choice but to take action and get rid of him. That's last time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's well said. Well said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Liv Mor- Morgan is like the freshman girl. That's the most popular freshman. That's like on the cheerleading team. Like she's gonna be the 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 head cheerleader come senior year. That's Liv Morgan. Yeah. Legit, Shayna Baszler, she's someone who's just resentful of, you know, Lana, Mandy Rose, Alexa Bliss, all like the quote-unquote pretty girls. Shayna hates them. So she's always talking with Nia Jax about how unfair things are and you know, she's good. You know, Shayna's friends with Shotzi Blackheart. And she hangs Ryan out with Nia girls. Jax like, and Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah. Legit, it's like, it's like a big clique. There's literally Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler. You've got like Ruby Riot, Mustafa Ali, Sami Zayn. It's like this big clique, Stephanie McMahon. These people are just so like anti the patriarchy and all this kind of stuff. It's just gold. Yeah, like, they're they're like the favorites. Whenever Stephanie McMahon needs volunteers or something, like they organize the school events with Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, Stephanie Stephanie rigs like the year end awards to make sure they always get something because they're like in her good books. Like that's legit. Yeah, they're her pets. Like like you know when you have like you have like pizza day at the school or whatever. Yeah, Sami Zayn and Shayna Baszler they're the ones handing out pizza to everybody. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, like that's that's them. Uh, yeah, who, who's just, who, who's Seamus? Yeah, I mean, as far as oh, you want to go? Yeah, yeah who who's Seamus? Oh God, Seamus is that guy who like he's been around the school forever, and he has like you know points of like athletic greatness in the program. Like he's the guy who has a really good basketball season one year, and then the next year he just you know hardly trains, has a, a terrible year, and then like Seamus has like a good year. And he just oh, 
Seamus is just always there, you know? That's Seamus. Yeah, he's always there. He doesn't really date any girls. Like, he's just there. He's just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's good friends with Drew McIntyre, who's like the savior of the football program. And everyone knows Seamus is McIntyre's friend, you know? that That's who Seamus is. Makes sense. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And then, I mean, moving on here, I guess, who's Titus O'Neil, Kevin? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Titus O'Neil is like the one, he's like the one teacher... You know, he's like that one that one teacher that just doesn't take his class serious. Like he just comes in yeah. and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna take a field trip today." <laughs> you know, and and like you go yeah. you go do some stupid project where you have to like walk around and like look at nature or something. Like that's just that's Titus O'Neil. You know, you have to go take pictures of like trees and flowers. Yeah, he's that he's that teacher who tries to make geography fun. Like that's Titus O'Neil. He's a guy who like he knows he teaches a terrible subject. He probably hates his job. And he wishes he was working somewhere else for like doing something more fun. But he like he always puts a smile on his face and makes sure that the kids are loving geography, even though really what the lessons are, they're just cringe. Like that's Titus O'Neil. Yeah, and he has those one random days where he comes in and he's like falling asleep at his desk, and and like and Randy Orton and like Randy Orton's just like having a having a blast in the class, like in yeah, his class. Like, he's like putting you know spraying spitballs and he's throwing pencils at Titus. Titus is just asleep. Like that's <laughs> you can picture it. Like, oh god, oh, this is I mean, too who, much fun. Who else is there even to cover at this point? Tom Phillips is that guy who, like, he's like some deputy learning maths teacher. He's you know he just finished being like a, a like a you know, student teacher, and now he's joining the maths program. He's like he's sitting in Michael Cole's maths classes, you know, avidly watching everything that Michael Cole's doing. And then Tom Phillips proceeds to become a teacher of his own, and he just tries to rip off Michael Cole. Like that's Tom Phillips. Yeah, basically, we got to cover Paige. Paige is oh, the yeah. one girl that like she got caught in the bathroom having sex, like with with another student, and she had like she had this scandal where like like everybody somehow got a hold of her nudes, you know. And then like she left she left the school for like two months. She got suspended. She was gone for two months. She came back and yep. she just embraced being a slut. Like, she came back hotter than ever and just didn't care. Like, when Randy Orton tried to make fun of her and tried to shame her, you know? Yeah. Randy Orton is like, oh, hi, you got caught having sex. And she's like, I don't care, you know? And then she goes and she just, like, hooks up with Randy Orton. Like, like <laughs> that, that's Paige. She hooks, uh, yeah, she hooks up I... with that popular kid that's making fun of her. Oh, that that's amazing, that. With Jen, I mean, as far as other people, I mean, I think we've covered most of the roster now. Tyler Breeze is that guy who, for some ungodly reason, in like the eighth grade and like the whole of high school, he wishes he was Dolph Ziggler. Even though Ziggler has nothing going for him, Breeze <laughs> just wishes he was Ziggler. And everyone's yeah. like, like people like Breeze, what are you doing? He's just like, it should have been me. It's like that's that's Tyler. Yeah, Breeze. he's he's Ziggler's protege on the baseball team. Like he's the one kid that Ziggler has manipulated. <laughs> That Ziggler's like, oh, this is how you need to play baseball, you know? Yeah. And then Tyler Breeze, then like... This is, this is like some like garbage, like, 0-15, third division, you know, school baseball team. Tom Ziggler's like the starting pitcher. They're not winning any games. Breeze, he's like the deputy. Breeze comes in, they win a game, and Ziggler gets all salty. He's like, damn you, Breeze. I hate <laughs> you. And Ziggler proceeds to, like, beat up Breeze at school the next day. Like, that's, that's Ziggler. And Breeze. Yeah, who's Kevin Owens? We didn't cover him. Owens, you you do this one. I, uh, Owens, uh, Owens is like, he's the kid that's like really funny and really witty, but yeah. at the same time, like most people don't like him. You know, like like they yeah. admit that he's funny. They're like, oh, he's funny, but he does it all the time. He never knows when to turn it off. Legit. 
Yeah. That's and pretty... then also, I'll do another one real quick. Volta. Volta's literally that one dude who's like six foot six. He's just this giant, and he's like this, this big guy, but he like never talks. He's just like, you know, the big friendly giant Volta. He just sits there, and, you know, people almost forget he's at the school, despite the fact he's so big. He just like towers over people in the hallways. It's like, oh, oh there he is. Like, that, that's Volta. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, we we yeah. have we have to do John Cena, so oh, yeah. so basically John Cena, he was like the star. Uh, he was the most popular kid in in all the in all the school districts through a great you know fourth grade fifth grade all the way up to high school. He's the most popular kid, captain of every sport. Everybody loves him. He's dating all the hot gr- <clears throat> all the hot girls. Everybody loves him. And then he graduates. He he like he graduated recently. And now he's off playing football. He's like the quarterback of a major college promo- like college program. And now Randy Orton's the most popular kid now. And Randy Orton was always jealous of John Cena. They always feuded, you know. But but John Cena, like, he wasn't always popular. He didn't become popular until he became, like, a rapper. He was that one white kid that wanted to be black in, like, fifth grade and sixth grade. He was wearing, like, 50-cent shirts and rapping. And then he just, like, he was like, nah, screw this. Like, that got him really popular because everybody loved him because he did the rapping so good, you know? Yeah. Legit. And then also, speaking of John's, John Morrison, he's that guy who in, like, second and third grade was, like, great friends with The Miz. And then Morrison proceeded to, like, go away to another school. And then he's come back in, like, the 11th grade. And, like, Miz is, like, begging Morrison to be his friend. And Morrison's just like, oh, yeah. At this point, I didn't even care. So now, like, Miz and Morrison are, like, friends. And like Morrison's like the Miz's only friend, and, and they John and they're like they talk. All they do is talk about what it was like in third grade. Yeah, it's always reminiscing. Like yeah, that's all they uh, do, and nobody cares. You know, John Morrison has his own life. Like he has he has a, a girlfriend at another school. He has friends at the other school. So during his time in school, he just spends it hanging out with the Miz, putting up with his bullshit. Legit. And then Jack Jackson Riker. Riker's that guy who like thinks thought he was like so cool. And so he, he tried to be a smart Alex. So he walked past Stephanie's office and made like a you know really you know smart Alex pro Trump comment. And Stephanie just snapped and suspended him on the spot. That's Jackson Michael. <laughs> yeah, that's like, him. Yeah, he came. He came to school in his in his um his his Harley, you know. Yeah, that's him. That's definitely that's him. Legit. Yeah, and then Isaiah Swerve Scott. He's this guy who had like school discos and like all, you know these like pr- parties around by Damian Priest and whatnot. Isaiah Swerve Scott is like. He's, like, the attraction. He's, like, got the best dance moves of anyone. He's, like, so cool. And then you get to, like, during the week and people just don't care about him. That's 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 him, yeah. yeah. Who's Edge? Edge? Ugh. Who is Edge? I mean, you, go, you, you do this one if you want. I guess Edge um, would have to be, like... Edge would have to be the guy that was, like, the football coach, like, 10 years ago. And he brought the yeah. school to, like, two or three state championships. And then, like, yeah. he just left. He left and he went to college to coach at a college program. And then he, yeah. he overstayed his time in college and he came back and now he's, like, the assistant, one of the assistant football coaches. He's just, he's just happy to get a paycheck and happy to see all his old buddies. <laughs> yeah, and then Finn Balor. Finn Balor is, like, he's that, he's that player in, like, whichever sport who literally, like, you keep him around because you think, oh, he'll be good, he'll be good. And then every time you, you run him out there, he has, like, one really good game thing. Oh, my God, this guy's going to be the future of our team. And then, like, the next game, he, like, injures, some, he injures something. He, he injures his collarbone. He hurts his ankle. He's he's broken a finger. Like, that's Finn Balor. Yeah, like, like, like he, every, he's every like this. Every time he'll just injure himself somehow. Oh, yeah. He's the super athletic, like, hard-hitting, really good safety. 
You know, he can play every position on defense, but he's really good yeah. when he plays, but he hardly ever plays because he gets hurt all the time. And like, and, and all the girls, are, all, all the girls love him. All, all like, all the guys love him too. Like they obsess over his abs, you know. Yeah, and then also like last couple ones, just quickly, Humberto Creo. He's that guy who like literally is self aware that he has no personality, and he like has a joke with people about it, but he like gets like pretty good grades. Like that one's fair. Yeah. Um, now you have you have Jerry, Jerry Lawler is yeah. Jerry Lawler is like the science teacher that's been there forever. But everybody's yeah. a little sus of him, like like a lot, like no girl really wants to be alone in class with him or in his office. You know, they try to avoid yeah. talking to him. Like he always makes these like these kind of like innuendo type jokes, but not yeah, so like, much. For example, we in like a science class. Jerry Wall will be like, "Oh, Alexa, Alexa Bliss, do you want to get up and show me a demonstration of how you you put turn the Bunsen burner on?" And Alexa Bliss is like, "Leave me alone, you creep!" Like that's literally. That's legit science class, you know. Yeah, that's Jerry Lawler. Yeah, exactly. And, but he's so, but he's funny at the same time. So like, most most kids love him. You know, they like he yeah. they they like being in his class because he just like he makes really corny, out of touch jokes. <laughs> yeah, facts. And then also Otto uh, Elias. Elias is that one guy who's like a godly musician. This is the guy who like ever since he was like four knew like five different instruments. He's like the you know the the guy who does music. And that's like his thing, but he's like cool. Like that's Elias. Yeah, that's Elias basically. A- Ember Moon, she's hanging out with like Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole playing Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And legit, yeah, Drake Maverick's that one guy who's like a foot shorter than everyone. He's like he hasn't grown yet. He's like four foot five, <laughs> and everyone just laughs at him. That's Drake Maverick. <laughs> like, yeah, that's him. So that's and then uh, also go ahead. Also one one more I want to do. Just we'll try to start this in quickly. JBL, who's JBL? Oh like, Jesus! Oh yeah, I got one before we do JBL. Charlie yeah. Caruso is like the really hot girl that every guy wants to be with, but she's gay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Cesaro. Cesaro's like Cesaro's the kid that's super. That's like pretty okay at every sport. Like he's on the baseball team, but he bats like seventh. He's on the football team, but he's like the second string running back, and he's okay. That's pretty much Cesaro. Yeah. Like he has no personality, nothing. Like no, he's just there, you know. Yeah. And then also quickly, Dalbacato. This is the guy who randomly just goes around to people, like not even at school. Just this is the guy who he goes to school, but he like barely ever shows up. He's busy out at like nightclubs, like on the street, just beating people up. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's Dalbacato. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. He hangs yeah. out with the hurt business. Like he hangs out with the hurt business, just beating people up. Oh, and then also Corey Graves is just that guy who literally he's like addicted to like rock music, and literally he's always got his headphones on. You can't even talk to him. Because he's, like, sitting in the library just, like, headbanging, like, rock music. Everyone's like, oh, would Corey just do, you know, get a life and talk to someone? But Corey's just sitting there just, like, listening to, like, hard rock. Like, that's Corey. Yeah, and, and he somehow ends up dating Carmelo, who is, like, one of the hottest cheerleaders. And everybody's like, what? Like, when did this happen? Like, they just show up, yeah. like, one summer. They show up after summer and they're dating, you know. And they're just in this long-term relationship. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, we got to mention this one, too. We have David Otunga. David Otunga is he's the substitute teacher that shows up once a year every every yeah. year he just shows up one time and, and teaches one class and everybody loves him you know when they see yeah. him like everybody wants to go talk to him like you know before class and whatnot that's just yeah this yeah. is that guy this is that guy who like Randy Orton his is gonna be a substitute teacher so Randy Orton's like ready to like make trouble in the class and then David Otunga shows up Orton's like talking trash to him Otunga takes off his blazer and Orton realizes how ripped and jack Otunga is and goes 
sorry about that. I'm not going not going to talk trash anymore. Like yeah. that's legit. That's Randy Orton, yeah. yeah, basically. And then also, I think we'll finish French finish off with this JBL. Who's JBL? Uh, JBL. He would have to be. Uh, I don't know. Like he's like. He would be like one of the football coaches, right? Like that. Just yep. like he's so loudmouth. He's always yeah. yelling. He's the one coach that yells at all the kids. He makes them do laps. You know, he makes them yep. do like 150 laps, just like till they're ready, to, till they're throwing up, and they're like, "Please, like, can we just go home?" It's like nine o'clock at <laughs> night. I'm like some like innocent like eighth grader is just trying to like make it into the football team, and JBL, <laughs> the kid like goes off to, like rush you know behind the bleachers like throw up from like how intense the training is. <laughs> JBL <laughs> rushes over and just you know bargain at him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's yelling. I'm like, come on, is that all you got? Come on, you'll never make it in the NFL. And the kid's like, I don't even want to go to the NFL. My mom's making me do this. You know, and JBL's like, he's screaming at this like poor child. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, JBL screaming at him like, and then you know, JBL, he's like, he's really, he's really good friends with the principal. He, he, whenever Vince comes around, JBL and, and the principal are laughing in, in his office and they're yeah. like having beers uh, Stephanie, together. Stephanie like hates JBL, like, e- like everything he stands for, but not, not, nothing gets done because like Vince loves JBL, so he just stays. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he makes the kids just, they're there till like 10 o'clock at night every single night of football practice for no reason yeah. too, just because he's a, just because he's a jerk, you know, <laughs> literally for zero, there's zero reason for them to be there past 10 o'clock or like past six o'clock or whatever you know yeah legit like the training starts like an hour long the parents are there to like pick the kids off <laughs> jbl's like you know he's just yelling like you're not going anywhere damn it like <laughs> he's, he's yelling at all the parents like oh go make dinner go come home they got to earn that dinner you know they haven't worked hard enough yet for me and the parents are just like scared of jbl because they don't know like what he's what he's capable of and there's like there's like four eighth graders like throwing up from how intense the training is and JBL's just like laughing like that's JBL yeah he finds it hilarious <laughs> uh. yeah so I think that's about it we've gone through basically anyone of like name worthy note um any closing words Kevin I think it's been a bit of a well, that has been what it what that has been WWE superstars in high school <laughs> <laughs> Like that is legit. Like I think we covered it pretty well. I hopefully you hopefully you uh, you enjoyed this. We tried this. This was safe to say this was a pretty experimental episode of Elite Heat. <laughs> we might never ever do something like this again unless it gets really over and everybody loves it. I think that's fair to say, right? Like we probably won't do no. this again unless unless everybody loves this and has a kick out of it. I mean, I don't know. How else can we do this? Are we gonna do this with like AEW? <laughs> Like maybe I don't know. Uh, we, well, we could always do like we could always do another fun one where we talk about where we just imagine what what happens in WWE backstage. Oh, you know, like oh, yeah. we we could just imagine yeah. what it's like when Undertaker shows up and he sees like he sees Adam Cole and Kevin Owens playing Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Leave feedback on what you want to say next time. I think that's about it really so yeah signing off if you enjoyed it hit the like button listen to us on all the platforms all that kind of stuff you guys on the drill yeah we'll talk to you we'll talk to you next monday